0: Hi, I'm Austin. I'm Alex. You're listening to One Last Breath, an autopsy of awful albums. Where we discuss controversial, bizarre, divisive, and downright abysmal albums. This episode, we're going to be talking about uh, the debut album, debut studio album, um, You Can't Spell Slaughter Without Laughter, by experimental metalcore, post hardcore mathcore band. (laughs) I set my friends on fire.
1: They really did every...
0: Crabcore. They're just crabcore. Yeah, I mean, Um, that kind of encompasses that genre encompasses all, all those influences. Yeah, and was one of the biggest genres for a minute if yeah. you were a scene kid. Uh, formed in 2007, originally as a duo by friends Matt Mehana, on lead vocals, and Nabil Moo on guitars, bass, keyboard, synth, and drums.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know how I didn't know that before when I was looking this shit up. I was like, what the fuck? This dude literally did vocals, and he Nabil Moo did literally everything else. Like, uh, it's thing? like...
0: It, it It's like if... um. The Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl just, like, hired a guy to sing. Yeah. Because he... I mean, Dave Grohl... Okay. Yeah, we're I not talking of the about first two fucking novels, Dave okay. Grohl. Uh, both previously paid, played in a local band, We Are the Cavalry. Uh, it is assumed that the name I Set My Friends on Fire was derived from the Aiden song of the same name. The band, however, claimed they were unaware of the song at the time, and... Mahina, Mahana, whatever. expressed dismay over the assumption, stating that Aiden sucks. <laughs> I thought that was
1: hilarious.
0: <laughs> Aiden is not a band I care that much about. I they're
1: one of those bands that I just know by name. Like I couldn't, I couldn't tell you an actual. I I've I, heard
0: that the uh, band name is just a reference to STDs. <laughs> I I can see that. Um, which I, they even like they even say that on like there's part of this album that kind of talks about that yeah i know exactly what you're talking about um the duo quick quickly gained traction on myspace with a cover of uh, at the time culture phenomenon cranked That" by soldier boy it received over a million plays on the view on the site <laughs> uh causing myspace to remove the duo pa- the duos page three separate times because they believe software was being used to increase the streaming count which yeah i mean in that time myspace like you didn't get a million views on Anything in 2007. Yeah, and I mean,
1: people. Did, I'm pretty sure people did that. Like they would make bank yeah. accounts and shit like that. I mean, but people,
0: I, I think that they legitimately got a million views uh, on Crank That. I, I can see that. Um, before releasing their first album, they released a subtitled EP featuring Crank That, ASL, and Be- Beauties in the Eye of the Beer Holder, all of which ended up on this album. The duo then were signed to Epitaph to release. This album, You Can't Spill Slaughter Without Laughter, it was released in October of 2008. It was universally panned by critics. Uh, multiple outlets gave it a star or less. Uh, in a half-star review by Nate Adams of Slant Magazine, he states, I don't want to suggest that all grindcore and screamo records are terrible. Like any other genre there exists, the good, the average, and the bad, but the bad is just plain bad. Music aims for brutality of melody, but misses the mark entirely on both counts. The program drums give the songs no bottom, and the shill, shrill screams of lead singer Matt Mahana. Mih- you spell it differently every fucking time in the script. Do I? Yeah, it's spelled differently every time. I think it's like Mahina, <laughs> uh, Mahana, Mih- Mahina. Sounds more like a genre parody than actual singing. This is what a you would sound like if one were to remove all the musicianship, songwriting, sensibility, and vocal range. I'm okay, pretty, boomer. Pretty,
1: <laughs> pretty scathing review for a boomer.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. Um. It is important to mention that metal, metalheads, metal elitists, and most metalcore fans hated crabcore. Yeah. Like this shit was seen as the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, it
1: was. It was funny going back and looking. Um. at it might have been that it, it was one of their like really scathing reviews, and um
0: seeing the comments on it that were all from like when this album came out, people were fucking brutal. People hated crabcore. I mean, they were like, which is uh, funny because I'll I'll get into this a little bit later. I think crabcore is the most important part of the sinkin' movement. Yeah, I could,
1: I would maybe agree with that, but uh, yeah, it was like all these people were like, oh my, oh my god, what the fuck? Why did epitaph sign these losers? Like, holy shit, fucking fuck these kids, fuck, like, just so bitter about it. It's like, why does it matter? And like saying, like, oh, the fans of this don't know real music. They're just little teeny bopper kids. They don't know shit about real metal. This shit is never gonna, like, sustain popularity. Like, oh.
0: I, I mean, I think a lot of that was because, <laughs> I mean, we'll get into it later, but this is like the first album to use hip hop elements outside of like rap metal in metal. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I mean... It's the first notable one, at least, other than, like, rap metal stuff and mm, new metal stuff. Like, yeah. outside of new metal, it, like, hip-hop elements were not in metal. Mm, but this, I mean, this is, like, an entirely
1: different different type of incorporating rap yeah. into metal than, than new metal is, for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, and another half-star review by Alternative Press reviewer Phil Freeman. I've read some of his reviews, and he never seems to be right. <laughs> Um, he concludes the album truly fails because it has exactly zero memorable moments. Not all reviews were negative. Some were mixed, uh, including a three and a half star, 3.5, three, three, out of five. <laughs> I can read we're gonna five star review by Logan Broger. I almost said Logan Brogan. <laughs> Logan Broker of <laughs> Logan Chart Brogan. Attack. Logan Brogan Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Where he says, the Grind Electro Hardcore Pop Duo aren't being obnoxious or comedic. There's there are some tunes that are actually really, really brilliant. And the only truly positive professional review that we could find. Uh, James Shotwell of Under the Gun review gave it a 10, 7 out of ten. Uh, I Set My Friends on Fire are bound to be hated by musical elitists for their synth-laden, hardcore, ridiculous lyrics and backstory, but it's all these elements that will also win over an entire different generation of of music. It's good to know there are still bands out there that don't take it all too seriously and really have fun with what they're doing. It's apparent they just want to make you dance and smile, and in this case, they won me over entirely. Now, there's some parts on You Can't Sell Slaughter Without Laughter that get a little bit old a little bit fast. But for a debut from a band who gained fame on a hip hop cover, this is sure to wow more than a few people, yeah, that's, and that's more what I think. I mean that's What I really, think back to Esmov. Yeah, that's a really good review. Well, a mean, man could see the future. Yeah, I mean for real, what
1: he said about um about winning over an entire new generation. I mean, he was right.
0: Yeah, because like this is the album that uh kind of killed emo as the forefront alternative style.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, because of this album, scene kids were like, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah,
1: and then we just this and uh.
0: This and uh, uh, some other stuff. Sunday came
1: suddenly by Attack Attack. Uh,
0: and then the next year we had Ask Alexandria. Uh, Devil's Prada had had their first album like 2006. I think their yeah. big album. So like there were some other albums around this time. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Yeah, but I'd say the biggest two definitely were this and. Uh, Someday came suddenly with both. Yeah. <laughs> which both came out in '08.
0: Although the album was vastly panned by virtually every critic and ridiculed by all the metal elitists on the internet, um, this album has ultimately become one of the most influential albums of the crabcore movement of the late 2000s, early 2010s, uh, like we've mentioned. It's unique, if sometimes uneven, blend of metalcore, post-hardcore, electronic core, crunk etc. Like everything. Yeah. <laughs> all the cores. All the cores. Uh, opened the doors for tons of bands that followed in their footsteps, along with helping uh, to influence the recent wave of emo and metal-influenced alternative rap. Um, and, like, yeah, this is... Like, this album influenced every... If you were into scene music, this album influenced every musician you listen to, except for maybe Asking Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Uh, their album came out a little faster than to have been really influenced by them. Um, so, after this album, uh, Ism Phaf released one more studio album, Astral Projection, in June of 2011. The original recording of the album was intended to be released in 2010, but Epitaph wasn't pleased with the recording, which featured no autotune and a lack of electronic elements. Uh, the scrapping of the album caused Nabil Moo to leave the band, and the album was re-recorded with Chris Lint, formerly of from first to last, taking over all instrumental duties. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's just like, fuck playing instruments. I'm just going to recruit people to just play Yeah, he just, just refuses
0: to learn how to make music. He just wants to scream. Good <laughs> but, for him.
1: But I'm not a musician.
0: <laughs> uh, the album fared no, be- no better with critics. Oh, that was weird. The album <laughs> fared no better with critics. A third album was the band, by the band was announced in 2015 as Matt Mahena recruited members of The Bunny, The Bear and embarked on the band's first tour in over three years. The third LP, titled Caterpillar Sex, was planned to be released in July of 2017, with single The Vision and Scarlet Witch being released in June of that year, but the album has never seen a release, and the band has made no official statement on the matter. Um, The single My Uzi Holds a Hundred Round Conscience was released in 2017, intend, intended to be from their fourth studio album, which has also never seen a release. How do you know a fourth studio album yeah. if you've never had a third
1: one? Yeah, I know. I thought that was bizarre. Yeah, we'll just announce a fourth studio album
0: without even
1: releasing the one we announced, like, five years ago. Uh,
0: since then, the band has dropped at least one new thing every year. The single Don't Take Me for Pomegranate, featuring Young Lotus in 2018. A single Two Short Breaths in Two Minute Days. and EP Online Now in 2020 single addictions in 2021 single existence is you're on your own in 2022 and the uh last single that they released was Pure evil with buried alive earlier this year in 2023 you put band buried alive i think buried alive is just a guitarist I i'm was, not sure i thought I'm, it was two people is it i, I whenever i, I see people. buried alive i think of the guitarist from buried alive it may be two people yeah but buried alive is sick yeah, yeah. they're pretty cool uh, and buried alive, but you can tell that they were definitely heavily influenced by Ismoph. Yeah, because uh, they also have that really experimental metal outlook.
1: And so was uh, Young Lotus, who was on yeah. two of their other songs. Like he's part of that emo,
0: the emo album. rap that is like obviously super inspired by the Scene Kid movement. Yeah, I keep saying movement. Like it's not really a movement. It's just a bunch of kids started wrestling like <laughs> the dorks and went to Warp Tour. There
1: was no Woodstock for this movement. <laughs> uh, there
0: was. It's called Warp Tour.
1: I mean, yeah, but there wasn't a single Warp tour that was like the the end of the movement. Yeah, there was. How Woodstock was the kind last of the Warp <laughs> tour. Eh, I mean, I guess. but...
0: All I'm saying is there were a <laughs> lot of Woodstocks if you were a scene kid. I mean,
1: yeah, that's that's very true.
0: First thoughts?
1: I don't know. I it's been a while since I've listened to this album, but I think I was expecting to like it overall more than I did, which I didn't hate it at all. Like like, in no sense of the word that I dislike it, I just felt like a lot of the songs, for the most part, were really just average, I guess, like, I I, I kind of agree to a certain extent of what that one uh, review said about there being no memorable moments, which, like I said, there are in some songs, but there's only about four songs that stand out to me, and then the rest are just kind of blend together for me. So. I am
0: I'm on the other side of the coin. I I listen to this album all the time. Uh, before listening to it for the podcast, my last re listen was like four months ago or mm-hmm. something. I go back to this album a lot. I really enjoy this album, and I really enjoyed Astral Projections, like the the one that they released first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got that on vinyl somewhere. Oh yeah, you do have that. I yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, um, I really like Izanov. Uh, and I think that this is the most influential album of crabcore, uh one of the most influential metal albums of the late, 20, late 2000s, mm-hmm. personally. I, I love every song on it.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, the songs that I enjoy, I really enjoy, but the rest is just kind of take it or leave it for me. Like, there's only one song that I absolutely hate on this album, then about three that I love... And then the rest is just kind of, kind of eh for me. I so. love
0: every song of this album. I think there are a couple that are just like they're just there because of the time period that they came out. Mm-hmm. But um, let's go into the track by track. Let's Shit, do it. it talks. I'm out of here. <laughs> this is just a skit. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty funny though. F- yeah, it's a it's a really funny skit, and it um it really sets the stage for like oh you're getting a hip hop influenced album here.
1: Yeah, and it also really is that like, RAR XD and yeah. Invader Zim yeah. type of humor that's very in line with... Which, I
0: mean, I don't... I'm sure everyone listening to this is old enough to remember that, but just in case you, are, you aren't you are or you're too old to know about all of this, rap had a lot of skits. Yeah. In the late, like, mid to late 2000s.
1: And there'd be, like, fucking I, seven or eight on an album sometimes. Yeah, like,
0: and uh, Myspace really loved the uh, LOL random Yeah, humor. just
1: just random shit. So that's pretty much what this is. It's... It kind of puts you under the guise that this album was recorded on another planet, which... Yeah, we kinda, which kinda which, which It's it so a live album
0: from uh, the planet Glumpf. Oh, God. <laughs> Not that planet. <laughs> oh,
1: hell no. I smoked that shit, now I'm on Glumph, But, um, yeah, I mean... Like I said, it kind of like I kind of like how they did that. Like, have the alien say, "Oh, there's no shit talkers on my planet. Will you come perform on it?" And they're like, "Hell yeah, let's yeah, go!" Yeah, let's, let's go. And then it sounds like they're on a spaceship. And then the next, the first song starts. First song. Uh, so I mean, it kind of makes sense with the way that this is just a random Mitch match of genres that's had never been done before, really, at yeah. this point. After, so it makes sense after, that this is also, on.
0: Well, uh, they were also booed off stage at the beginning of the skit. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the. Mahanahan was, I think. Mahan... Whatever his name is. Mahina. Mahina. Mm-hmm. Was that Nabil? Nabil, Nabil Moo, right? Yeah. Nabil was... Everyone was like, We love you, Nabil.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then... <laughs> I mean, my man's at every single I instrument. I is, mean, he is the band. Which... By the way, do you know which one is which
0: vocalist? I, I have no idea.
1: Because one of them only does the low, like, really... Kind of funny, funny harsh vocals where you're just like, like it, sounds, it sounds like um I'm, I'm assuming a swamp or something.
0: I'm assuming that's the bill, the guy really? that did all the music. Uh, cause but, I'm assuming the other guy wouldn't be in the band if they didn't all need the vocals
1: did. from him. Yeah. So you think that uh, I, I Mahina think, did the clean vocals and the and also the he's high the pitch.
0: one that stayed and uh, in the new stuff it still sounds like old stuff kind of. Okay. So I think I think he was the main vocalist. Well, or else okay. there'd be no reason for it to be a two-person band. I mean, like, yeah, they're friends, but, like...
1: Yeah, I guess that's true, yeah, because why, why would s- you have... Epitaph a-
0: isn't going to sign you as part of a band if all you do is go... <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's,
1: that's a fair point. So you think he did the clean vocals
0: and the higher and most of And probably most of the, the harshes. <laughs> yeah, song. like, the higher harshes.
1: Okay. And the even mentions, sense.
0: I love how you scream, like, eh, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, brief interview with a hideous man. This starts off as, like, Harsh vocals, but still rap.
1: Yeah, it's like kind of a boom clap beat in the background of it. Yeah, it's
0: really cool. It goes into a really heavy metal song. I think it's the perfect first track for the album. Mm-hmm. I think it really sets you up for what you're... Well, the first real track. Yeah. I think it really sets you up for what to expect.
1: Yeah. It's it's one of them that's decent for me. Like, nothing special, but I mean... I like, I like it. It's, it's yeah. decent. But, yeah, I mean, it's short to the point. uh has a pretty good breakdown, but... I like the lyrics about it. They kind of address the internet trolls and haters yeah. <laughs> that that they were definitely getting a lot of at yeah, this point. Yeah, they were so many
0: haters. And uh, they couldn't see them through their hater blockers, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, they had the, their hater shades on. Always important.
0: Um, Beauty is in the eye of the beer holder, which showed up on their EP. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, this one, I, I really like this song. I think it introduces one of the most important things to this album, mm-hmm. which is the Family Guy-style cutaways to ideas that don't make sense in the rest of the context of the song. <laughs> what is it for this one? Uh, so they're like, it's like the heavy, like, rah, and then suddenly just cuts away to, to, like, a piano going, dun, doo, 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 doo. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then it and then it just goes back into, like, what the other part of the song sounded like. Mm-hmm. That's a really, like, that's a big part of this album, is they just, like... And also this. Yeah,
1: they'll just... <laughs> They'll just throw something in there just to do it.
0: <laughs> That's a really important part of the album: is the cutaways. I mm-hmm. think it's a good song. It's not yeah. my favorite song on the album. Yeah, uh, these mean, first few songs are, are good. They're not my favorites. Yeah, there
1: are two that are just just decent for me. Um, but then we go to things that rhyme with orange, the which
0: the most well known non, the most well known original on this album, I would argue.
1: I mean, it, it is yeah. like I, I looked. It's uh, it's by far their. Most streamed song on Spotify with over twelve million streams. Which
0: is weird that their
1: cover isn't more,
0: but I guess people people forgot about Soldier Boy. Yeah, but this,
1: which actually the second uh, most streamed song is a uh, Ravenous Ravenous Rhinos with just four million. I don't love this one. So this has a whole eight million more I mean, streams. It, it is,
0: it's a really big. I think it was in a few compilation. I think it was in the Epitaph compilation. Because uh, Epitaph, like record record companies, used to send out compilation albums. Yeah with, like, other CDs. You'd, get, you'd buy the CD, you get, like, a four- or five-track compilation album, and I think Things are Run With Orange was probably on that. Probably. I think it was I also mean, the single... Uh, I mean, I
1: think it's the best... represent. Like, it's it's the song that most hones in all their styles. Yeah, it shows all their everything yeah. they do.
0: It has... Um, it shows off, like, the really unique way they switched vocals. It mm-hmm. goes from, like, harshes to cleans to lows to highs to gang vocals all within the course of a single line. Yeah, and then it, and
1: then it has, like, the hip-hop beats in the back, of the keyboards, um, the auto-tuned choruses. Like, it pretty much has everything that works for them, I would say. Yeah, but and also,
0: the lyrics to this song are kind of, like, they're a perfect parallel to the music like, the musicality of it. Because mm-hmm. they're also, like... The music is obviously not fitting into any one yeah. space. And the, the whole song is about, like, where do I belong? Like, what scene do I belong to? Yeah,
1: exactly. But... Yeah, I mean, I, and this is also the only song on the album that repeats... Well, I mean, besides Crank That, uh, that repeats the chorus. Huh. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't even re- I th- re- recognize that. I think that's a big thing for me uh, with the other songs is it doesn't repeat anything so it's hard for like you know and it's like like i said it's not that i hate it it's just nothing that i would go back to because there's nothing for me to really hold on to for a lot of it i
0: think that's an idea they kind of stole from grindcore
1: yeah just doing
0: just like just like the song is just idea after idea after idea and we Mm -hmm. just fucking move on
1: yeah but uh i mean that makes it the most memorable memorable song, just because it is the most traditional song structure that this band yeah. really has,
0: yeah. They'll probably ever have done.
1: Yeah, which I mean I don't mind songs that don't follow traditional structures like a lot of jazz, jazz fusion, prog, mathcore, extreme metal, like yeah, a, a lot of stuff that I listen to. A lot doesn't of them will still
0: have a chorus. Though. Yeah, like not having a chorus is like really just I set my friends on fire and grindcore.
1: Yeah, so it's like I like stuff that doesn't have. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't mind it too much But I feel like their Unique blending of Styles Lends itself to having Yeah A repeated chorus And more More of a traditional song I, th- I think they
0: went more to that On uh, Astral Projection Okay yeah Astral don't... Projection is also more Hip hop From what I remember Okay,
1: I don't I don't think I've ever listened to it. It's I, been a while. I think there's one or two
0: songs that I know from it, but I, I don't think I've ever but listened it's to it But as far as I remember, it it's more hip-hop, and it's more traditional song structure-y. Mm-hmm. Um, ASL, it's the most just, like, metalcore song.
1: Yeah, it's... It's just, just metalcore. Yeah, it's Excellent. all right.
0: Uh, it has a really funny part where they kind of make fun of, like, the high number of Brits in metalcore at the time, because, like, everybody in metalcore at the time were, like, British. Yeah. Or, like, it, Welsh
1: yeah and it so is, it down, is like, funny over the top
0: <laughs> accent it's all going to be okay <laughs> yeah that,
1: that was that was another thing where they just randomly throw something in just to do it yeah, it's
0: another fucking kind of but it's really funny
1: uh yeah and then the the part was also funny or just kind of kind of bizarre where it has uh him just whichever one it is just talking about wanting to kill somebody and it's like very sped up you know that part yeah yeah it's like i want to kill you when to. I don't even know what the fuck he says. It's just, like, him talking with four times speed about wanting to murder somebody. It's it's, it's weird. (laughs) Yeah, it is very weird.
0: Uh, Interlude, just hip-hop beat.
1: Yeah, I would say this is a pretty, kind of a pointless interlude for me, because I uh, feel like the best interludes, obviously, which, I mean, this one isn't about the middle of the album, so you would expect it to maybe introduce something that'll kind of break up the album. Like, I feel like that's what the best interludes do, is they'll be in the middle, and they'll make the first side and the second side you know they'll kind of kind of go in different directions yeah um, it just doesn't yeah it just doesn't really kind of pointless for me <laughs>
0: yeah I mean I, I I like it as a song I don't know why that didn't have to be on the album yeah exactly I or, or it could have just been the
1: end of a song They could have sold
0: that to a rapper
1: yeah it could have just been been an intro or an end to any other track
0: yeah um Ravidus ravenous rhinos this is my <laughs> favorite song of the album okay uh, the discordant intro into them screaming "What the fuck!" Uh, wow, that's definitely memorable, and just normal metal. And then it goes into the create, canize, and recognize, mm-hmm. uh, inst- like electronic breakdown that just it just hits right.
1: Yeah, the the lyrics in this song are just are really weird. Like I feel like they're just saying a bunch of obscure large words just to say
0: them. <laughs> I, I think my friends on fire's lyrics are kind of just like "Oops, all John mess."
1: Yeah. But I mean, I guess it. I guess that makes sense because I feel like that was a big thing for emo and scene kids at yeah. the time. Just to
0: it's it's random. Yeah, like just, that's that's the whole like that was a big basis of the whole scene kid aesthetic was look how random I am. Yeah,
1: like I'm just gonna say this word that I don't actually know the meaning for just just to say it. <laughs> like, it's like up spork. Yeah, this. <laughs> but. Yeah, that's kind of just what the lyrics are in the song. They were weird. I was reading them, and I was like, I don't even understand what this...
0: I didn't even look up the lyrics. I don't I don't need to know the lyrics for yeah. I my friends on fire. I was like, I don't
1: know. I don't understand. Like, at least all the other songs, like, have a theme to it. I was like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, what the fuck does create, cognize, and recognize? Like, what, what are they talking about? I don't, re- I don't really Is know. Is cognize even a word? Cognize? Is it cognize or cognize? I have no like, idea. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, yeah, it's kind of a...
0: I think it's Canize, because I think I think it's, like, Recognize as opposed to, like, re mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. Um, it's a good song. Hardcore Two-Step.
1: This is the song I fucking hate on this I album. I love this song. <laughs>
0: it's so bad. I love this song so much. I remember being going to dances uh, in, like, middle school, like, right around the time that... This song came out, and, like, this wouldn't play, but there were so many other line dance songs. Like, line dancing like, was such a big part of hip-hop at that point.
1: Yeah, and this is, like, the hardcore two-step. This is, <laughs> why, I, to...
0: this is why I can two-step. <laughs> to this song? This song, like, knowing this song, I'm like, oh, I, I just do this? <laughs> I take my right foot down, swing the left foot around, put <laughs> my yeah, right I mean, foot up, bring it, whatever, whatever they say. Like, it just teaches you how to two-step. Yeah. Hardcore two-step.
1: Yeah, I guess they're trying to combine... Actual hardcore two stepping with like crunk,
0: yeah, like uh, crunk line, yeah, or, yeah.
1: But I don't know. I think it's just the lyrics and shit. I'm just, I think it's a good parody. I think it's parody. I, I, I yeah, I guess it could be. Which I mean, they were fucking eighteen if even whenever yeah. they made this or wrote this. So, but I mean, if, if the whole rest of the album were like the song, I could definitely understand critics what they said about it.
0: I I like, this but song I, I'm really glad awesome. I'm glad
1: that it was held to. Which I mean. The crank that cover is on here, but it's already of an actual, already established song. Yeah. So I don't know. There this are one... two
0: line dances that you can do this album.
1: Mm. That's two. That's, uh, <laughs> that's,
0: that's the most I can think of for any metal album. Mm,
1: that one, that one Napalm Death. Okay. No,
0: kidding. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the uh, "You Suffer" line dance. Yeah,
1: the, the famous.
0: Uh, it's just a whip into falling to the ground.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's enough time in that song to do any two-part any two dance to. Uh,
0: this next song is what I would think is the most forgettable song now for me. It's uh, WTF, WJD, which I'm assuming is What the Fuck Would Jesus Do? That's
1: what I assumed as well, which I like that title. That's funny. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's another yet another one for me that's just kind it's of...
0: It's the, it's the only one I would call a forgettable, personally. It's got some cool synth in it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has a really cool, uh, like a crunk synth part under one of the breakdowns yeah. that I really liked.
0: I think all the breakdowns on this album are, like, perfect yeah. for what they are. Yeah,
1: all the all the breakdowns are good. Like, I feel like every song has a good breakdown or a good, um, like, gang vocal part or something. Yeah. But, like I was saying, other than things that rhyme with orange, there's nothing that has repeat parts that make it become memorable for me. Yeah, so. well,
0: hardcore two-step repeats a lot.
1: Well <laughs> I guess that's the only other one. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess you're right on that one, but uh yeah, I mean, nothing really sticks out besides besides that crunk part on the breakdown for me. Yeah. I really like that part.
0: Um, uh, then we get into the cover crank that, mm-hmm. which, like we said, is a song that got them their fame. Mm-hmm. Um also the breakdown makes me want to just kill somebody.
1: I mean it is a pretty <laughs> pretty it, heavy breakdown. It goes stupid. It does. It'd go crazy! Um,
0: I want to relearn the Soldier Boy dance, just to do it to this song and kill people in the middle of the <laughs> and kill people. Just like do the Soldier Boy and then start crowd killing.
1: <laughs> but yeah, this is probably the first uh, first song I remember hearing about them besides Sex Ed Rocks. Yeah,
0: Sex Ed Rocks is definitely the first one I remember yeah, hearing. Yeah, just because we were we obsessed were a little, with a
1: Smosh. Yeah, <laughs> but other than yeah, other than that, I think this was the first one I heard, and I was like, "What the fuck?"
0: It's weird how young we were listening to this music, though.
1: Yeah, and it it's pretty weird, but yeah, I mean, that is, I feel like it was pretty ahead of its time, like this cover, that was a pretty, I think pretty... the whole
0: album was really ahead of its time. I mean, yeah, but especially but since this, this cover. yeah,
1: this was released, I guess, a year
0: before the album, I think, mm-hmm. on so MySpace. So it would have been released in 07? Mm-hmm. Craig, that out in what, 06? 06, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they, they bumped this cover out pretty quick mm-hmm. and did a, an amazing job at it. Yeah. I don't know if the original version is any different from the album version. Uh, yeah, I don't um, I know. Didn't, I didn't even think to go look for it until just now, but
1: I feel like it probably, probably just other than production, I feel yeah, like it might it just be more, uh, maybe the breakdown good. is
0: not as cool. Maybe
1: Who I knows? don't know. We need to listen to it, but I mean, I, I guess it's just straight up, uh, rap cover. But they're screaming at first, but then like adding a breakdown, like an an original breakdown to a rap yeah. song. Like I feel like this so, is probably the first time that had ever Ice been done. He could never. Who?
0: Ice-T, Body Count. Oh, I thought you said Ice-Key. I was like, What where the fuck ice is tea, that? ice because he had Body Count. I think <coughs> Body Count does those breakdowns. Yeah, but... Well, I've never listened to Body Count to know if he raps or sings or
1: screams or what. I, I think it's just... I think it's both. Cool. Like, rapping and singing. But <clears throat> it definitely hadn't been done to this degree. I mean, there was, like, Punk Goes Pop and shit before this, but... Um, I think this was... Yeah. Really? Yeah, the first Punk Goes Pop came out in, like,
0: 2004, I want to huh. say.
1: Or 2002?
0: I guess I'm just used to like the later Pop Ghost Punk where it was like obviously post scene kit as an established
1: Mm -hmm. subculture. Because I I think the fourth one came out in like 2011. Like they were already like four deep because that was the first one I remember listening to that I was like aware of.
0: I know the fifth one came out in 2013 or something. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I guess they would have started early. Okay.
1: Yeah. But I mean, none of those really had. I don't think I Pop Ghost Kronk was out yet. That came out, yeah, that that might have came out in 0, 08, 07, 08. So
0: it was this and Punk Goes Crunk were your only options. Yeah. And we all know which one is better.
1: I mean, the Still Fly cover by Punk Devil Ghost Wars Punk Goes Prod- has two
0: good covers on it. Still Fly and... And I Wish by Skeet, the Skilo cover. Yeah, I wish I was a little bit tall. I don't remember who does it.
1: Oh, and a fucking... I, uh, like, I like All Time Low doing Umbrella, Umbrella. yeah. But, I mean, that's not... Umbrella's on a crunk song. Yeah, I, <laughs> so that was, that was a dumb inclusion. Yeah, it's literally just a pop song. It could have been on punk Pop Goes Punk. It was probably actually pop. just
0: a cut track from one of the <clears throat> Punk Goes Pops, and you're like, uh,
1: fuck it. It could have been, but I, I like that cover. But...
0: But the nuns are watching.
1: <laughs> I, this is one of the four that i really really like this like i really like this that, song this until
0: i like actually sat down and like focused on the album I, I thought it was a fine song. i thought it was a good song still mm-hmm. but like listening to it this is i don't know if i wrestled a bear once had was doing anything by the time this album came out but if not like this is really like i wrestled a bear once sounding math rock mm-hmm. which is not what i you expect from like regular crabcore
1: mm-hmm. yeah i mean i i think that might be why i like it cuz it's it has like that heavy, chaotic, which I mean, yeah. I guess the album before did, but I don't know, it, it was just done better in this one for me. Yeah. Um, and it had like a really like Nintendo core synth yeah, style. Yeah, really glitchy bra- synth. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah, I really like this one. Like, um, Like I said, one of the three or four songs on this album that I really, really like and that I'll go back to for sure.
0: And then the final song in the album, Reese's Pieces. I don't know who John Cleese is. <laughs> Cleese is. Sorry. I... Do, you, do you say Reese's Pieces? I say Reese's Pieces.
1: I say Reese's Pieces. I've I seen something recently where people were... You,
0: you know, don't rhyme it? Gross. Well, I don't I don't know. Like, is it?
1: I saw something recently where people were saying, like, of course, it's Reese's, but then you have to say Pieces, so... It's I mean, I also... Ju-
0: that's just also how I say
1: Pieces, I mean, I don't think anybody says pieces. (laughs) (laughs) I I I mean, some people do. I'm sure they they say it Some people do change the way they say pieces to say Reese's Pieces. But I I say Reese's Pieces, but I don't know. I always, it looks like it says... I say
0: Reese's Pieces. I don't know. Reese's doesn't Um, sound right to me. Who the fuck is John Cleese?
1: I don't know, actually. I I don't know why I didn't look that up.
0: Uh, I,
1: I guess we... We, uh... Are in their boat. We don't know who John Cleese is.
0: Uh, we both were like, uh, so the other person will look up who John Cleese is. Yeah, I guess we were. Uh, let's see, I just looked up John Cleese. He didn't, he didn't, he did oh, he's from Monty Python. Okay. Okay, well, he was at least in the, mo- the Monty Python movies. Hmm. He's also in A Fish Called Wanda.
1: Let me see a picture of him.
0: Um,
1: this guy. I don't. Know. <laughs> I would probably need to see an older picture um, of him.
0: He is still alive. Wow. Damn. Uh, he was born in thirty nine. He's eighty three years old. Damn. Good for him.
1: Let's go, John Cleese.
0: <laughs> uh, he was. Oh, he was nearly headless. Nick, and he was in the last three Shrek films.
1: <laughs> the last three Shrek films. Did he play uh, the dad or something? no he idea. Had his dad. No idea. Hmm. Uh, either way. Uh, yeah. This this song's really good. Um,
0: yeah, I think it's the perfect outro.
1: Yeah, it, it ends it on a really strong note. Um, and it also kind of made me realize that another thing that made a lot of the other songs not really memorable, memorable for me is they were too short. Yeah. Because this, this one's by far the longest Yeah, song. I think it's like
0: four or five minutes. Yeah, I which think isn't long for a song, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's like a maybe slightly above-average runtime for a song. Yeah. But for this album, it yeah, is really like, long. Also, like,
0: Crabcore. <laughs> is is kind of just like the next evolution of grindcore and grindcore is known for short songs they're obviously very grind influence
1: yeah but yeah i think it it being longer because i mean that's another thing that i realized that every song that was a standout for me was at least three minutes or longer <laughs> and then the ones that i was indifferent about were all under three minutes some even like closer to under two minutes. Yeah. So I think that, that was another big part of it for me is like, they were over before there was anything that developed that I could really latch on to. Yeah, that so. makes sense.
0: Um, I like the short songs. I like the long songs. Yeah, I, I mean,
1: and it's like, like I, I mean, I like short songs, but I don't know just for their style. I feel like it needs yeah. more time to develop something. I, I
0: want to say that on their second album, it was longer, but also it could wasn't be with the same guy. So maybe that's why. Yeah. Maybe, who maybe, knows? Maybe the bill, the Bill Moul- whatever his name is. The Bill Moo. The Bill Moo. The Bill.
1: The Milk Boot.
0: The Little Bill. The Lil Bill. um, maybe he just liked writing shorter songs. Who knows? I mean,
1: maybe yeah. Maybe he was a bigger grind fan. Yeah, he Maybe the other guy was brought in the crunk influences. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows exactly what their influences were? A song I
0: wish was on this album.
1: Sex Rocks. Yeah. That's a fucking banger.
0: That song's so good. I I listen to that. I mean
1: that's another song that has a repeating chorus and like it works. Like I would say It's also like it's a comedy song. Yeah, but it's it's fucking great. Like like it's not it's not too over the top as hardcore two step is for me. And then it also has a thing with things that rhyme with orange where, you know, it has a repeating chorus and it kind of flows better, so, yeah. and those are my two favorite songs by them, I would say, is Things That Rhyme With Orange and, really and good. Sex Ed Rock, so, like, that formula works for, for me, for their bands, so. Yeah. But, I guess, well, that's the end of it, so, what are your three favorite songs? Three favorite
0: songs? Um, probably, so definitely Things That With Orange is up there. Uh, right above that, I put Hardcore Two Step and then Ravenous, Ravenous Rhinos. I really like <laughs> Hardcore Two step.
1: Well, I got Things That Run With Orange, Because the Nuns Are Watching, and Reese's Pieces. Ravenous R- Ravenous Rhinos almost made it for me, but it was just quite under under my favorite. But yeah, I'd say other than those four songs, the rest is just kind of eh for me. I mean, the Crank That Cover is fun to listen to, but...
0: It's really nostalgic to listen to yeah, that cover. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, w- I would put that as the, not the weakest song in the album, because uh, the interludes there but the weakest real song on the album okay. is the Crank That Cover, I think.
1: Okay. Um, I put Hardcore Two-Step, obviously. I, I didn't even think about including the interlude because it's just an interlude. Yeah. I mean. <laughs>
0: um, the only song... I like every song. The only song that I would even call like my least favorite is the soldier boy cover.
1: Really? That's surprising because you play it a lot. I really like it. I can't, I can't I also count the think t- it's the worst song on the album. I can't count the times we have hung out and you just you just been like, "Oh, fuck yeah. I'm a, oh yeah, I'm I'll, a- just at, I'll
0: just be at I'll be at our local favorite bar and I'll be like, "Do oh, I have Touch Tunes credits?" Yeah, you have done that. Crank <laughs> that by Soldier <Soulja> Boy. I <laughs> crank that by uh Ismfoth. Yeah, fuck fuck it.
1: Do uh, you got any specific lines that you wanted to point out? Any lyrics?
0: Uh, really just the, we're all going to be okay.
1: <laughs> you made it sound like Forrest Gump. <laughs> Jaday. <laughs> I got, um, which I mean, this isn't even, not all of these are bad. Like, I feel like they've been for most of the episodes. Um, but I got, fuck that, I changed my fucking mind, Jesus loves you so I don't have to. <laughs> On a uh, beauty is in the eye of the beer holder. Yeah, I thought that one was well, There was is kinda... one from
0: Things That Rhyme With Orange that I, I don't... I forgot to write down. Can I, as the wife of the podcast, just say that they have the line, What is that paintbrush for? Are you preparing to draw me? No, wait. Please don't. I'm afraid of what I'll see. And yeah. That is the most introspective shit. It's that, such a good line.
1: That's from uh, Things That Rhyme yeah. With Orange. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good one. Uh, that was my wife,
0: everybody. <laughs> Give it up for the wife of the podcast. <laughs> Um, but there's that other part about the toilet seat, I. <laughs> In the uh,
1: things that and run. Things with that orange.
0: run with orange, yeah. It's um, it's like the because every breakdown is like the oh, I'm so random shit. Yeah, exactly. Let's see. Okay, I found the exact oh, lyrics.
1: Wait, I think I know what you're talking about. I don't um, know.
0: Obscenity is a crutch for traffic drivers. If you need to to oh, fuck, <laughs> obscenity is a crutch for traffic drivers. If you need to use the restroom, just ask ask politely. I like the way I do it Better than the way you're not Lifting up the toilet seat Was the way I was taught
1: Yeah I, I did catch that I was like okay I don't really understand Understand how this fits in I got um Here's another uh Raw so random moment Auditory communication Incorporated by these Danefangled contractions. <laughs> that was from Ravenous Ravenous Rhinos
0: Um Also the best light of the album Hard Core two steps Oh god <laughs>
1: And then, <laughs> I also like this one Call me old fashioned But I think trains kick ass <laughs> From, But the nuns are watching
0: It's so good There's
1: It's like I mean um, yeah. if you, Even
0: if you don't like Crunkcore Just read their fucking lyrics It's so funny yeah,
1: that, that was definitely our papaw <laughs> <laughs> he, he always Remember he had like Fucking D- DVD collections Do you know, remember tra-
0: going to Train conventions Yeah like exactly It was yeah. so funny The one They would always have it At the yeah, place really At the cool. rules I remember park. This is right. I remember one year after the train convention, we stopped by uh, Walgreens to get uh, fuck uh, silly bands. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> and that's the most two thousand nine thing I've ever done. Train conventions
1: and silly bands, and I set my friends on fire. uh that, what more, could you uh, that is
0: proof that I am autistic. You cannot <laughs> doubt me any longer.
1: <laughs> Trains and silly bands, but yeah, um, yeah. I almost forgot about that till now. The train conventions and the DVDs of it, it, was, it was like. 48 hours of train footage. I don't
0: even like trains that much. I mean, Those
1: DVDs were pretty relaxing. Yeah, they are kind of cool. And then also got, um... Also from But the Nuns Are Watching, will be like gay actors over and out having the kind of sex that sacrificial virgins fantasize That's about.
0: <laughs> Good shit. Good <laughs> shit. Like, okay. Snaps.
1: And then, um... Oh god, from Hardcore Two Step, growing you like a Starbucks, you're on every block, keeping me up all night like that caffeine riding on my cock.
0: <laughs> oh, also from I think it's from Hardcore Two Step. Yeah, the intro to Hardcore Two Step. I forgot about this. Uh, I alluded to this in the beginning. This this sounds like the reaction your girlfriend makes when you just told her that you have an S T D in bed. Yeah. I set my friends on fire, bitch. What? Okay,
1: that yeah, yeah. how you're talking about it. that's
0: Yeah, so I think I think the name is just about having an S T D Whether that's what they wanted in the beginning or if they retroactively did that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Either way. Okay, my last one is uh, Bitch, I'll pull my jeans below my waist and give your tongue a sour, sour taste. Not of this drink, but of my skeet. (laughs) Also from Hardcore Two-Step... Sounds incredible. He needs to drink more pineapple juice, I think. I
0: don't know. He <laughs> should drink some water. My sour, sour. <laughs> that's, um, the, uh, the man's diet is PBR and McDandles. <laughs> McDangles.
1: Yeah, so that's that's all I got. <laughs> so uh, on Rate Your Music, for user score, it has 2.6 out of 5 from 1,058 ratings. And then there's... I couldn't find any... Uh, What's it called? Not conglomerate.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> when stuff is bunched together.
0: I was trying to think of the word. Aggregate. Aggregate. Yeah, I
1: couldn't find any aggregate critic scores, but I would assume it would probably be like a half star. Let's see, we got
0: a half star. We got two half star reviews.
1: I think there was like four half star reviews. Four half star
0: reviews, a three out of five, which is like a six, and a seven out of... Seven, it probably, it probably, it's probably higher than the user score. It's probably like closer to like a three.
1: Yeah, maybe. But either way, definitely not favorable at all. But Wait, was that what? a two out of
0: five? Okay, so it'd be...
1: Yeah, 2.6 out of 5. 2.6 out
0: of 5. So it'd probably be like a, a 1.5, uh, yeah, yeah, so... Okay. I, for some reason, I was doing it out of 10. So what would you rate it? I'm gonna do it out of 10, because I fucking hate 5-star reviews, yeah, I don't I, think there's enough nuance there. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's a 5.2 out of 10, is what they gave it. Uh, I think that's low. Um, I would give it a... 9. 9.5. A 9? A 9.5, nine actually. Damn. Nine and a half. High yeah. praises. Uh, I think it is the most important album for seeing kid. And, like, without seeing kid shit, I would have heard, like, half the bands that I love. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. Like I said, if they really, if they had what the, my three favorite songs have for the whole album, I would probably... would be, uh, like, lifting up the toilet seat? Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely give it probably a nine. Uh I, I guess I give it a five out of ten. I mean, I feel like I'm kind of right in the middle with it because there's only one song I absolutely hate. I think only, the only three one we haven't I, agreed on. Yeah, I think so actually. Huh. Interesting. I don't know. It's just for crabcore. I don't know. There's just way way better stuff for me. Like, yeah, Sunday came suddenly yeah, is I a would, way better album. I would argue that Sunday came.
0: Con- some day came suddenly. Some came day some suddenly. Some came day suddenly. <laughs> it's definitely a better album. I don't think it. I don't think it was as influential. I don't remember seeing. Like really? I remember seeing like Honus. That's not on there. That's on, oh, that's that on the next out. Yeah, like Smokeyhannas. six Stick
1: Stickly? Stick Stickly. Yeah.
0: yeah. The like there were more songs off this album that I think people talked about. Really? I don't know. I was disagree. I, it's really just Stick Tickly on some Some day came suddenly. Hmm. That I remember people talking about back in the day.
1: I don't know. I listened to it all after I listen to this and I think pretty much every song on that yeah. album is like amazing oh, yeah, in my opinion. It's a much
0: better Crapcore album. Yeah, uh, It's not as experimental though.
1: Yeah, not as experimental um, but I think it's done a lot better. I, I think
0: the experimentalness of this makes it more important.
1: I don't know. I think the influence uh, and then having uh, like Attack, Attack, Spawning of Mice and Men and tooth. Yeah. I like, think, I mean Caleb
0: Shomo and Austin, Austin Carlisle. Carlisle are more important than either of the guys from the
1: <laughs> Yeah. Wars. I don't know. I just think out of the two It's better and more influential, in my opinion. I think also just kind of for the fact that it's more straightforward, but it still has the Crabcore elements. I don't know. Like, nobody else has really done anything exactly like I set my friends on fire. Um, But there was plenty of... I also the
0: bear once came close.
1: I mean, yeah, I guess so. But there was plenty of Attack Attack uh, knockoff bands, for sure.
0: But I think, like, Crunk definitely was super inspired. Like, Crunkcore...
1: And then crabcore all the, and the, then all the emo, emo rappers and shit, they were definitely yeah. influenced. But, I mean, I don't, I don't, I listen, think they I don't listen to any of that. I think they that, both so. influenced
0: a different side of the coin.
1: Yeah, but... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think for me, it's like all the all the Christian uh, Crabcore bands are kind of the best ones. Okay. like I,
0: I've said it before on the internet. I'll say it again. I will say this every day of my life. Christian metalcore is the best music you will ever listen to. <laughs> period.
1: I mean, it's out there. Like, Attack Attack... uh August Burns Red. I mean, they're not crab core, but they're still metal core. Like all all Fucking Christian metalcore. core. Devil Wars
0: Prada. It's so good. Uh, uh, we came as Romans. Yeah,
1: we came as Romans. Like, for today. Yeah, there's there's tons of examples of it, but yeah, I don't
0: know. So. Um one day, uh, get ready for my three million page book <laughs> on Christian metal core and why it is more important than Jesus. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Uh, you can, uh, to pre-order a copy, please send one copy of the, uh, Comic Zone CD to our PO box that we don't have yet. That we don't have. Uh, so this is how I'm gonna get another breath.
1: I guess so. I guess a 5 out of 10, score is enough to
0: I think I give it a breath. I mean,
1: it's definitely worth listening to. Like
0: I think I'd date this album for a couple weeks. You date it? I don't think we get very far. I think I think she's a little too weird for me. <laughs> but I think we give it a good college try. Okay. Yeah, she uh,
1: might say some questionable stuff. That... Uh, she's going to
0: say something racist. <laughs> okay. By week 2 and I'm gonna be like, "Oh, <laughs> that's right. You're from 08.
1: <laughs> you're from 08." <laughs> but yeah, I I don't, I don't know. I guess I would I would say it deserves a last
0: breath. I, I think that anybody who was into, who was a scene kid, or even like around scene kids, and just didn't hear this album for whatever reason, because I don't think, I don't think this or attack attack got what they really deserved. Like yeah. the early Crabcore, like were they, I mean, they were like big and then suddenly ask Alexandria came in and was like, <laughs> Nope. Fuck you guys. Yeah,
1: and then uh, Mice and Men. Danny Warshnot, bitch. Yeah, and then...
0: And then Austin Carlon of Mice
1: and Men. Uh, and then Beartooth came, like all that. I felt like the next wave right after yeah. this was when it really actually, and then it sh- shit like that started to actually get in
0: the mainstream, like having albums yeah. on
1: Billboard and shit yeah. like that.
0: Um, so Um I think I think a lot of people who were into that music haven't heard this all the way through. If only heard like the singles. Same mm. with Something Came Suddenly. We're not mm-hmm. talking about that album. We might though, because it had a fucking bad review by critics. Yeah,
1: not not as bad. Not as but, bad,
0: but people didn't like it. Yeah, especially
1: um, metal we just but. but as for
0: now, I think listen to, I my front of the fire specifically this album, cancel sorrow without laughter. That's so much to fucking say. Yeah,
1: it, it is all have to say. <laughs> uh,
0: but either way, we will see you next week with something completely different. Eh, it might be another version of Crank That. It might. It is <laughs> going to be another version of Crank That.
1: <laughs> see you next week.